Are you ready? Steady. Welcome to Startline. Every journey is different, but they all start with Startline. We're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility. The sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it. Join us as we discuss our journeys, share our successes, laughs, and failures. We will be joined by special guests, and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love. Episode 4. Go. All right. It's Kara. And Michelle. And we're here today. In the pandemic is what I'm calling it. Not a pandemic. It is a pandemic because, well, we're all in it together, right? There's nothing else to say about it. Well, there's lots to say about it. There's lots to say about it. But yes, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. But today, to relate this to agility, because we literally could go on for hours about how we're depressed, we're missing our agility family, we're all struggling. That might be another episode. But today we specifically wanted to discuss the hot button topic that's all over the Facebook groups, and that is refunds. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so um, I will admit to when this first started to go down, before any restrictions had put be, been put in place, a responsible club, who I won't mention because we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, a responsible club made the call to cancel, which was indeed correct, because here we are in the middle of the pandemic, and they called it correctly. But they had miscommunicated and had not mentioned anything about refunds other than they were still discussing it. That personally threw me into a dither, because let me just briefly explain. I own a service-based company, a dog walking-based company. We don't exist anymore in the pandemic. And... I panicked and I was like, okay, well, if agility is not going to happen and they're canceling, how can they possibly not refund my money? And then a lot of people went into the premium, you know, the form that we fill out, the entry form that says, you know, the acts of God. But at this point, we sign a waiver that says if acts of God occur, you, you waive your right. And and we sign that each and every time we fill it out. Yeah. And I said, okay. And Michelle actually disagreed with me on this it was a healthy disagreement but she pointed out that this could be an act of god i pointed out that the club chose this was prior to any lockdowns any restrictions nothing it was prior to all of that it again praising the club for the correct decision but i initially got very upset and i said this club has chosen to cancel and i believe i have a right to my money and so i put a post on facebook and a lot of people agreed a lot of people took sides of the club, which we're going to discuss today. But um, we really started to dissect that paragraph that we all signed to that says entry fees are to not be refunded based on XYZ acts of God. We're all just going to call this an act of God. This is an act of hell, if you ask me. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, Michelle, let us know kind of your opinion when we were going through that because we now all clearly know mine. So anyways, I put a Facebook post up really quickly and I, w I came off as bratty and I was aware of that and our local trial secretary got on and she, which we will discuss trial secretaries, was naturally and rightfully upset and she asked me to stop. And so I stopped, I took the post down and then I, I stepped back and thought about it. So Michelle, walk us through your process there and then I want to discuss today kind of where we are now, um, let's be relevant, March 23rd, uh, Massachusetts has just announced an order to stay in place. 
So, um, Michelle. Shelter in place, baby. Shelter in place. We're sheltering and drinking. Well, I'm one of the fortunate ones that gets to be considered essential personnel, so... I get yes. to go back to work tomorrow. By, by the way, just so you know, when, when your dog, cat, or other animal has a lump removed within the New England area, it is typically sent to Michelle, who works at IDEX. So be grateful whoop, that, whoop. Yes, that <laughs> she she uh, she preps all those for the pathologist. So she, she is essential to the health and well-being of our pets. That's right. As long as we get the samples, we are essential. So, I can provide and plenty of samples still... for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, we are not short on, on samples. I can tell you that much. Right, that's good. Uh, and luckily, vet hospitals are considered essential as well as they should be. Yes. But anyways, um, Michelle, let us know yeah. your opinion when that whole initial pre-pan, pre announced pandemic or I would say government regulated pandemic refund or cancellation came in. So my opinion, kind of like you said, I, I, I think I was one of the few or one of the first few people that pointed out that, that handy little paragraph in the premium. Um, and the only reason I know about that paragraph, because I'll be honest, I signed my premiums and I don't even really read all the fine print. But the only reason I came across that is because um, there was a trial, I think it was last year, we had actually gone to, I think, the Saturday of that trial, and then they predicted an ice storm for the next day, and they ended up canceling on Sunday. So naturally, a lot of people were panicking about what to do about refunds and all of that. And that's when somebody had pointed out that paragraph to me that it was considered an act of God. And technically the club does not have to refund you. Um, that's the only reason I know about it. So when Kara had posted about it, um, I was definitely on the side of, yes, I would like my money back because the future is extremely uncertain right now when it comes to finances and jobs and all that. And, the first thing I thought about was, yeah, I want my money back because they are not hosting this trial. However, I recognized the fact that I signed this this form acknowledging this paragraph saying that technically they don't have to if you're going to consider this an act of God as it's quoted on the premium. Um, so while I would absolutely love to have my money back, I acknowledge that I probably won't get my money back. However, this club was very generous and decided to give us all of our money back, um, which I guess can kind of take us into another segment of this where it's a financial hit on the club. So how do we feel about clubs taking a financial hit? I mean, you got to think about um, deposits and the individual facilities. Um, this facility in question is not a dog training facility. It is a public um, athletic center. So I don't know what their, what their contract says. I don't know what their deposit policy is. I don't know what their refund policy is. However, I can only imagine that it is not, um, cheap to rent this. Um, so definitely something to take into consideration. Um, I was a trial chair for Actually, the trial the weekend prior to the this one. The last trial. The last trial. <laughs> so grateful for it. <laughs> um, and as the trial chair for that trial, things were 
just kind of starting to kind of really pick up and people were really starting to get a little worried about about the whole uh, let's coronavirus. Be let's be honest, the shit was hitting the fan. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was I was the trial chair and didn't really know what to do. We made the decision to continue the trial. Um, I had actually gone to a trial the day before mine and felt pretty assured um, based on the precautions that they were taking. So we made the ultimate decision to continue on with our trial. Um, I think, I think based on what I have heard, there are some unpopular opinions about that decision. And then there are also some, some, um, opinions that were in favor of the decision that we made. So kind of can't really make everybody happy, but regardless, I'm happy we decided to host the trial. It was a small trial, one ring, um, everything worked out really well. If it were the weekend after that, though, and things had really started to kind of hit the fan a little bit more, maybe my decision would have been a little different. I don't know. Well, it would have been because of the orders that in our state the governor put down. So we started off at 250 and then it dropped to 100 and then within days or even hours it was at 25. So yeah. by the next by this current weekend that we just had, we could you guys couldn't have had your trial, like quote unquote yeah. legally. Yeah. Cuz again, it was a week ago. <laughs> yeah. None of these are written into law, but these are orders mandated by our state government. And then of course, the president came in and said that we need to drop it down to 10. So our governor just today dropped down to 10, but Trump was already at 10 several days ago so you know legally under non-mandated your trial could happen but a trial this past weekend which was the one that ended up choosing to refund and doing so prior to any of this um it wouldn't have happened i mean again i reiterate they made the right decision absolutely um, i think and and the overarching goal i want to get through on this particular episode of our podcast is communication and I think that's where so many things are going wrong I think we're in a way over communicating and are first off we are all emotionally taking a hit financially mentally structural like everything in our life is affected right now and I think I think that's why I will take ownership blame for that bratty post I put up that eventually deleted about you know you should give me my money back but as I've taken time to let this pandemic sink in I really I really have thought about things and I wanted to discuss that today because I've been on the forums there's a lot of agility Facebook forums that people are discussing this and there seem it seems to be very divided and it's yeah di- it's divided. Very divided yeah it's divided a few ways there's the people that side with the clubs, the people that side with the exhibitors, and the people that side with social responsibility. And you can be in all three pools. Um, in fact, I am in all three pools, but I've I've been finding myself riding the middle and not getting involved in these discussions, but really listening, reading, and trying to respect people's opinions. And I also have a decently close relationship with one of our local trial secretaries and I also am a service industry business like my trial secretary that has been obliterated. Obliterated by this. There's no trials. They're giving full refunds. The secretary's not getting paid. 
right? And she's already done part of her job. She's done most of her job. So the secretary's work happens prior to the trial. Not only is she at the trial recording everything that occurs, but every entry that comes in, every email when you're like, my bitch is in heat. My dog is injured. Oops, I entered the wrong class. Like those, she's doing all of that work or they are doing all of that work prior to the trial. And then they're printing things. And, you know, the closer we get and the faster we have to cancel, all of this more work is being done. And when they get a full refund, the secretary is not getting paid. So my heart goes out to the secretaries. I don't, I do sort of have a solution, but it gets complicated. So one of the things I learned in doing my research was, okay, let's start from the club level. We'll go club, we'll go AKC, we'll go exhibitor, and we'll go secretary. Clubs, no doubt take a hit. Like Michelle mentioned, this club that chose prior to any restrictions, chose to cancel, had a two-ring trial at a massive human athletic complex. They had to rent equipment. I do not know what the equipment rental agreement was or if they got money back for that. We assume safely, we can assume they lost a good chunk of money because they refunded yeah. us completely. I have no idea if the secretary charged anything or if they paid the secretary anything. So, right. And we were a week out from this trial. So this trial was beyond closed. I think it was we're closed two, for... We were two weeks out because it was your... Oh, right. No. No, we were one week out. A little over one week out. Right, 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 right. One week out yeah. from... Yeah, so it was close. Like, they made a call close, but it was prior After to... After closing. Yeah, it was before all the pandemic rules, but definitely we were in it. Um. So there's no doubt they had a loss. And again, so staying on the theme of clubs or the topic of clubs, there's clubs of all different shapes and sizes. There's all breed clubs that usually hold agility trials. I'm not going to lie to make money or to garner money for the better good. So they're raising funds so they can hold a health clinic, so they can have confirmation shows, so they can maybe do matches, so they can do other things. It's not, we assume safely that it's not to deepen anyone's pockets. These are nonprofits, although we all know and heard stories of rotten clubs. We're not going to go down that ro that rabbit hole. What we are going to discuss is there's different sizes and shapes of clubs. And certainly for certain clubs, uh, a loss can be detrimental to the point where you could lose the club. No doubt. That is a reality. Right. So you expend money and you refund completely. You're at a loss. And this could this could definitely squash some clubs. So if you don't have that club, you potentially don't have that trial. So let's let's put that aside. Right. Yeah, because another club would have to take that date. And if it's an area like ours where we have a lot of older clubs with some clubs have a lot of members, some clubs have very little members, and some of those members are aging and they're tired. And it is a lot of effort to put on a trial. So it's not just, hey, I chose a date, I chose a facility, go. There's a lot of logistics that go into hosting a trial. And let's both raise our hands here because both Michelle and I are trial chairs. Yes, we are yep. young and newish to the sport considering other people that are in it, you know, if you average out the years. However, we do understand the workload and the expense. We are not coming from a naive angle in that regard. And right. we are also club members. We implore all of you complaining about clubs. If you're not in a club, shut up. Like you, you don't have a right to complain because if you enjoy this sport, 
that much, then not only should you be volunteering at your local trial, but you should also consider joining a club. You can choose how much effort you want to put into it, but your membership matters. And so for anyone that wants to full-heartedly blame clubs and say they're selfish, you need to stop. That's, that's one thing. So we need to understand the club's role. They host the trials for us. They have expenditures such as if they choose full refund, the AKC will say, cool, no problem. You don't owe us anything past closing date. If they decide to do partial refund to make up some of their expense, the AKC charges them a $3 per entry fee. So not only do they decide, okay, we're going to partially refund because we need to recoup some of these costs from, say, the building rental that we didn't get a deposit back on. Right. But because we made that decision, the AKC now gouges in. So there's a little bit of conflict there. Um, again, we still haven't really talked about the secretary. We'll get into that. Each secretary has a different contract, and most of them say that they, you know, logically need to be paid past closing because, again, they've done all this work. So if you give a full mm. refund which you're causing the secretary even more work to do now because she might have, you know, cashed the checks or run the, run the credit cards because it's that close to closing. Of course they would. Now right. they've got to issue the refund. So let's move on to the secretary. So I think we have a full understanding of the clubs. They host it. They expend it. They hire the secretaries, the judges, all those fees that are associated with it. Um, you know, flying the judge in. They often can't change their airfare. The judge was relying on that income. Whatever that may right. be. They have their yeah, own Yeah, whatever the judge's contract. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we move on to the secretary. So we've got the club and now we have the secretary. We've reviewed their job. Their job is pretty much all of the paperwork organization for getting you into this trial, into the right classes, getting the paperwork for, you know, all those gate sheets, getting... <laughs> Getting all of that. Sorry, that's Michelle's house. Mine's quite quiet right now. Um, she's laughing on mute. Um, so getting all of that set up is a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. And she's banking on, or sorry, I should say they are banking on being paid. And they get paid a per dog fee, generally. Again, this is speaking from general knowledge in our area. So the club gets to decide. They should theoretically discuss with the secretary based on their expenditures and everything, and that AKC $3 rule if they give partial refunds, what they're going to do. So they have three options. Full refund, partial refund, no refund. Um, particularly in this circumstance. I don't know about the club that before the lockdowns could have given, could have said it was an act of God. I mean, they would have had to fight for it. Um, but now, I think we can safely say any trial from here until April 7th, at least in this region, could absolutely 100% say it's an act of God. Yep. Yeah, the decision was made for them. They did not have to make that choice. Correct. So, we've discussed the club, the secretary. What about the exhibitor? So, this is where I tried to play all roles. Club slash trial chair, I'm a member. Secretary, I'm friendly with the secretary. And then you get into, but I'm an exhibitor. And I'm an exhibitor that essentially lost her job. So, okay, you're going to take away pandemic, my agility people, my trials, my everything I look forward to on the weekends and everything I do with my dogs. So depressing. So depressing. (laughs) But then you're going to make me pay for not going? 
And that was the thought that sat so crappily with me that made me make a childish, bratty post on Facebook. And this is where I really want to get down to the bottom of it. I'm not saying anyone is obligated to take a hit because we're all taking a hit. Yep. But what I'm saying is if in eight weeks, at least this is going to go on eight weekends, at least generally you have eight different clubs in those eight weeks. Some of them could have two trials within the same period. That is very possible. In fact, does Colonial, I think, are they at Rhode Hmm. Island? I think they're in either May or July. I think they do. Maybe it's the end of May. Regardless. They could could have a second trial affected. Correct. If this goes on. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. If this goes on long enough. I know. I've already lost April at this point. Just don't even count April anymore. No, April's gone. Um, But (laughs) so we generally have clubs. There's a rarity where a club is hit a couple times. And there's probably different regions where clubs have multiple weekends within the same month period. That certainly is very physically possible. So we've got clubs taking a hit. Clubs are a nonprofit thing that we in the dog fancy chose to join so that we could enjoy these dog activities and being an exhibitor is again another choice we made and we sign those sheets that say act of god each and every single time and if you legally bind us to pay with these acts of god let me tell you what's going to happen and this is what it came down to for me a club can fold and another club can take the dates i'm not saying that's always possible you could lose a club and lose the dates and theoretically lose a trial that is a very real possibility mm-hmm But if you take the exhibitor and take their entries for a trial that didn't happen. Now, I know, well, what's the difference? You either go and you queue. You don't win anything back. We end up spending more money anyways, driving to the trial, spending on the lunch. If you don't get a volunteer ticket, all that stuff. I mean, trials cost money, you know, besides entry fees. So, but that money that was refunded is literally money that I can feed my family off of now because I had a loss in revenue. And I know friends that are groomers that just got shut down this week. And I know friends that are agility trainers and they own agility facilities that are completely shut down this week. Right. Um, for you know, weeks. For weeks. I mean, I, my classes are gone. I teach beginner agility classes and they're gone. They're just gone until whenever this gets lifted. And even when it gets lifted, there's going to be some people that aren't going to feel comfortable just running back out into the facilities. I completely respect that. So this is not just a, once it's lifted, it's like a snowstorm and it melted and we cleared the streets and we're good to go. This is still right. so it's, unknown. Yeah. It's a now what? And now what? So my, is it, is it really safe? Do we really trust what's happening is, you know, now what <laughs> we've well, lost all of this time and all of this. And now what? <laughs> so my thing with it, the exhibitor is I am a club member. I respect the work that goes into it. But if we keep depleting exhibitors, when we get out of this pandemic, I know you're probably sick of hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever the heck we want to call it. When we get out of this dark cloud of hell, if exhibitors have nothing left to enter, they cannot enter. So your secretary, bye-bye. Your clubs, Bye-bye. So in my opinion, which is not, I don't, I don't want to say popular, but there are 
many people against it that you shouldn't beat up the clubs. I'm not beating up the clubs, but if the clubs can help, again, we're all taking a hit somewhere. We are all taking a hit. You know, unless you own Market Basket or the grocery stores or Costco, and even then you're taking a hit stress, you have to deal with the safety of your employees and staffing and all that. Please, nobody's winning in this situation. Right, unless you have toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) True. I had to. Yeah, no, it was good. It was appropriate. Um, So anyways, my opinion, I fall very heavy on let's not, Let's not beat up the exhibitor because the exhibitor is a consumer of this good. And as long as we have some clubs to provide the good, you've got to have the exhibitors to be able to pay for it. Otherwise, if you beat up the exhibitors and you drain them dry, there'll always be ones that can afford it, of course. But if you lower your entry numbers by making it unaffordable for exhibitors to enter, the sport will die. And that's where that's my opinion on it. Yeah. I mean, and even look at the younger group in the sport um me personally i uh i don't have a lot of extra money i put all of my money towards the dogs mm-hmm. but you know it it's it's true though it's you know if i uh if i see these really expensive entry fees and i'm like oh my god i'll remember it <laughs> And, you know, we it's come to a point where, where we've also considered traveling to go to different trials to try and get different things that we're looking for. Like, we are definitely consumers in in the sport. And you have to take that into account as well. And it is people. It's their livelihoods. It's it's a vicious circle. Nobody, nobody wins in this situation. But... Nobody wins. And definitely I'm not leaving out the trial secretaries and I'm not leaving out the equipment renters. They are, to me, equivalent to the exhibitors. They lose. They, you know, while this trial secretary works so hard prior to the trial even happening, the exhibitor works so hard to save up for that entry. Um, And the equipment manufacturer manufactured all that equipment to be able to rent it and had sales, no doubt, that they were going to make that day. And, I mean, look at nationals. Look at the vendors at nationals. I mean... The amount of money lost there. Clean Run was offering, you know, order now online and we'll deliver your products there. And everything that was specially made and just, I can't even imagine, you know, so we also, I also said one of the things we discussed was the AKC. So the AKC is no doubt losing. They are hemorrhaging money. They are hemorrhaging money. Um, But at this point, the ones that have the most funds we need we need your help and the AKC I have to commend them they have stepped up I do yeah. I do I will make this comment when the first state started to declare the inability to hold trials I personally believe that's when the AKC should have stepped up and said nobody can hold trials and I know that's harsh and horrible and I wanted to be the first one out there like competing when nobody else was because I'm like, woohoo, I'm not going to lie. That's I call that the me first movement. Um, but what I, I learned that from my friend Sally. Thank you for that, Sally. Um, but what I want to say to that is you have invitationals on the line. You have yeah. um, breed specific. I have a friend, um, Sally, who was trying. She had till June 1st. If she got an open title, her last open title on her dog and got her dog into excellent. The Scottish American Terrier or the Scotty. I'm sorry. I'm going to totally chop your breed up. The Scotties. The <laughs> Scottish Terriers. 
I know. I'm so terrible. The Scottish Terriers would have recognized her dog. Um, I have another friend that's trying to have, you know, the youngest Irish setter get his mock. Goals are crushed left and right. EO, can we talk about EO? Oh, my oh, God. God. I am so sorry. Here I am with my little local trial goals. You guys, my heart bleeds for you. I am so sorry. EO in July 31st, August 2nd was canceled. I get it. It's a smart move. The virus could be over by then, but we still don't know so many things. We just don't know. We don't know. I get it. But my point is there's so many people affected by this and there's so many people that live not only off of this, but for this. And I know, huh? you know, first world problems. We can't do dog agility. Big deal. <laughs> But if we've already paid out for something that's not going to happen and we've lost our jobs or are impacted by this, I feel like the consumer of the sport needs to be protected where the clubs and the AKC unfortunately have to shield some of it. Just like our government has to hemorrhage money to help some people. And, that, and that's kind of just... That's where I am. I, I just, I don't know any other solution. There isn't a perfect solution. But I just know if you beat me up enough that I can't afford agility, I can't enter. Right. Yeah. So I thank you clubs. I, you guys have made hard, impossible decisions. Some of those decisions have been made for you, but you still now have the right to either decide full refund or not. Um, and I commend you. Everybody locally has been fantastic. And again, I yeah. also, I wouldn't mind a partial refund. I get the ramifications of that because once you go partial, then you open up a can of worms and we probably would get even less back. And then, you know, people would bitch and moan. I get it. Um, but I, I just, we need to work on some solution. I hope that going forward, what we can take away from this as exhibitors is we have some kind of future plan that, um, Acts of God, while rare, are sweeping and destructive. And I think when we sign that form, and I saw the acts of God before, but to me an acts of God is a tornado, a hurricane, a snowstorm, a flooding, things that are temporary. They might wipe out an entire facility, but they don't wipe out an entire world. And our entire world has been affected. It's deep. Sorry. <laughs> I did have some alcohol before this. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know. How are you feeling, Michelle? How are you doing with all of this? Well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's just one big unknown. Um, it's scary. It's it's nerve wracking. Um, I'm I'm grateful that I am in a position that that I'm considered essential and I still have a job um, that I get to go to every day. And I am so very thankful that I work for an amazing company that is extremely supportive and dedicated to their employees. Um, you know, it's it's incredibly sad that. There is so many things happening and so many people that are affected right now. And it's, it's, it's a helpless, like it's a helplessness. Like what, what do you do? Nobody wins. What do you do? 
how do you prepare? How do you plan for that? There's just, there's so many, I think there's more questions than there are answers in this whole situation. And it's, it sucks. It just, it sucks. You know, you can say first world problems, you know, because we can't do a dog agility, but for some people, this is their livelihood. This is, this is their, this is what they have built their livelihood around. I I think that's an important point, And I think, Again, I, I don't mean to call on the charity of others. And I wish I were in this position to do this. But if you can, if you're okay with losing an entry fee or two, buy a gift certificate to your yeah. local equipment supplier and your secretary. Because then it's like, oh, hey, look, I don't have to spend that money later. It's spent. I'm Or like what we were being offered in our specific situations with some of the clubs. Um the option was given to either receive a check by mail or an email gift certificate for basically like a credit or gift certificate towards future trials. You know, if you can opt for the gift certificate, that way the secretary gets to keep keep the money that is towards their livelihood and towards their business. Um, and then you can use that towards towards future entries, you know, just those little steps to kind of help others. Um you know that if you're in that position that you can help people this is this is the time to do it this is i mean I think I'll, the I'll best go... way to get through it is to help each other out as best as you can within your ability to do so and i will go out on a limb to say me first i will accept any gift certificates purchased for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking not really um, but no seriously you know if you've been thinking about buying a seesaw buy one Tell the manufacturer they can send it to you later. Like just if, if you can, there are people working remotely that are saving on gas. There are people in different positions than us. Um, and I know you're probably going to get asked a lot. So I'm not trying to put this on anybody. But if you are in a different position, think about your trial secretary who provides gift certificates to get you into future trials. Think about your you know, manufacturers. Think about your local training facility where they hold the trial. That they lost. I will also say that I am privy to know that some of these facilities are giving full refunds to the clubs, which then allow us to get, as the exhibitor, our full refund. It is a chain reaction affecting all these people. I know judges have that have given back their assignment, you know, agreed to not be paid for their assignment. Um, lots of people are stepping up. If you can, um, you know, my goal is with this podcast, if we can educate people about how this works and who's really being affected. Again, I'm not saying clubs aren't being affected. I'm not saying suck it up clubs, but I'm just saying the clubs in the AKC who are hemorrhaging money can can take a little bit of a hit if we all can give a little. I will give a partial refund. If it comes down to that, I understand because I've been fortunate on so many. Um, I can only take a few. If you're in a different position than us and you can buy gift certificates, you can support and buy, you know, think of all the local vendors that show up, you know? Yeah, they rely on that for their income, especially like we were talking about nationals. nationals. I mean, how many of those vendors probably rely on that show to make the majority of their income? Well, think about, here's the other thing too, buy a gift certificate to your chiropractor. You know, there was a chiropractor that's going to show up. They can't legally and physically adjust people like the you know massage therapists and um hair salons in our area were told chiropractors stop so 
there's, I mean, we could go on for days about how many people are affected. So if anything, I just kind of want to broaden the scope and the view for everybody to realize, okay, yeah, first world problem, agility problem, but this is also businesses will go down if we don't all step up and do our part. Well said. Yeah. So on that note, I feel like we should end on something happier. So let's take a few minutes to be grateful for something that's I'll start first. I'm really grateful for the food that my husband has been providing. <laughs> I had mussels tonight. They were delicious. Um, again, <laughs> oh, I know I was just like, oh, so woe is me. My poor company is gone. But they were bought at Costco. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, but anyways, yeah. So what are, what are you grateful for? Um, well, I am, I'm grateful for the fact that we have everything we do and, I'm also grateful for the fact that I was able to put my agility equipment out and I can probably really start training. Of course, it snowed today, unfortunately. That was was your fault. You put your agility equipment out so it snowed. I know. I have to blame it on you because my husband blames the snow on me because I asked him to remove the driveway markers. (laughs) And then it snowed, so I'm getting blamed for that. I thought it was safe. It it was spring. I'm passing the buck. It'll be 50 tomorrow. We'll be fine. (laughs) No, but I, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, even if we're not doing agility right now, um, you know, I have a roof over my head. We have food. We were able to make a successful grocery shopping trip today. Do you have toilet paper? I have toilet paper. Okay, then you are safe. And we just stocked up on ranch dips, so I'm pretty good, too. <gasps> I bought ranch, too, and it's not normally <laughs> – it's not allowed in my house. Um, but I bought ranch and, um, last night my husband made these amazing keto Mexican meatballs. It was ground beef with seasoning and cilantro. And then instead of rice, it was a Spanish cauliflower rice. And then it had like shredded purple cabbage. And we initially had very little sour cream left. And then we ran out of sour cream really quickly. And I was like, I need some accoutrement here. So bring out the ranch. I'm just saying it went perfectly. <laughs> Dale actually found a uh, Chipotle ranch today. Ooh, I'd be all over that. That's what I'm about to do. Oh, my God. It's almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will let everyone go. Think about if you are in a position to support. If you are not, we're right there with you. Well, at least I am. Um, so uh, take care, everybody. Keep your dogs fit and healthy. Keep yourselves fit and healthy. And um, I hope the next time we get around to recording these, because we were doing pretty well, um, and then we slipped. I hope the next time we get around to this, we'll have different news. But otherwise, um, we'll be podcasting again from the pandemic. That's right. <laughs> All right. Oh. Over and out, kids. All right. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up episode four. These episodes are produced by Kara and Michelle. And they're currently being sponsored by our training companies. So Kara owns and operates Active Paws, Inc., which is a dog walking and training company. You can get to us by www.getactivepaws.com. That's G-E-T-A-C-T-I-V-E-P-A-W-S.com. And Michelle is currently renting her awesome agility field in Sutton, Massachusetts, Millbury, Sutton. <laughs> I'll have to get you those details, but you can reach out to us at startlinepod at gmail.com for the exact town in which 
Michelle's field lies. It will play like a where's Waldo, where's Michelle's agility field. Anyways, we welcome you guys to support our small businesses and of course to sponsor and support our blossoming podcast. Thanks again for listening today. We look forward to a bright and beautiful future. At least the weather is nice here. Thanks so much. Take care.